Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Yo! This is the Fantasy. Best friends forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stanwell, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Greg, do you feel like you're working with Scott Engel again? Nope. Me dancing around, playing the drums, playing the playing the guitar, probably. If you do the tongue thing, I, not looking. I don't think I could pull that off. I don't want to try either. Like every time Scott did that, I, it just it made me feel weird. I mean, you had to work with it a lot more than I did. Um. Metallica, great. Enjoy that, Greg. Not really. It's fine. I know it's cool. I, I like the opening. It gets me ready yeah. to rock. That's good. Maybe. Yep. Oh, that's our new opening. I'll we'll probably get dinged for that. We're not. That's not the new opening. <laughs> no. Maybe probably should be. Third Eye Blind later. What's up, Greggy? <laughs> uh, not much, man. Not much, man. I um, I was with my friends last night playing the Settlers of Catan, and they were they wanted to know if you were a Settler of Catan player. Uh, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I told them you weren't. Told him you weren't. Is that some kind of political game? No. <laughs> this is a board game, dude. Normal board game. They're big fans of the show. Uh, they take your advice, and they... We also, I also made a, almost made a trade Teams last night. Teams probably aren't very good, then. No, one of them is very good. <laughs> I also made a... Uh, someone proposed me a trade. I have Saquon Barkley. They offered me Saquon Barkley uh, for Joe Mixon and Keenan Allen. Wow. I was like, wow. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's one that's going to make you think. Especially, yeah. uh, especially if you need some depth there, Greggy. I'm sorry. Who, who doesn't need a little depth in fantasy? Oh, football? let's see who I got. By the way, speaking of speaking of uh, fantasy football, here this is exciting. I always love. The, I always love twelve o'clock. Uh, yeah, I mean it's exciting for you. Probably not exciting for like anybody else. Not really that exciting for me. I mean, last week I feel like we were talking about Jeff Hireman while he was on a bye, and it's like wait, 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 nobody wait. really cares. What's about his name? That. Can you take me higher, man? Welcome to the squad. Great music video, by the way. T.J. Jones. T.J. Jones. Yeah. Oh, because you're anticipating Marvin Jones being out? Let's start right there. Marvin Jones certainly seems doubtful to play this weekend against Carolina. Hey. I dropped him in GST last night. Sorry. (laughs) If you're desperate, can you start T.J. Jones this week? Going up against the Carolina Panthers, we just saw what the Steelers wide receivers did to that secondary a week ago on Thursday Night Football. Uh, So... Look, if Marvin Jones doesn't go, uh, it seems like the Lions have been playing from behind in a lot of games recently. Uh, They've been throwing the ball more than I imagine Matt Patricia would want them to do. I think, you know, at their core, they still want to be a... I think they wanted to transition more into ground and pound and play good defense this year, but the problem is the defense hasn't been very good lately. Darius Slay was banged up, so uh, we could be headed for another game where they're trailing points. I think the Panthers will be out for blood because they got embarrassed by the Steelers a week ago. But the, the Panthers secondary is not very good either. So if Marvin Jones is out, I think T.J. Jones sneaks in as a, as a 
you know, borderline wide receiver three if you're really desperate, which I'm guessing you are because you picked him up. Uh, six teams on a bye. He's one of those, like, he won't crack my top 36, but if Marvin Jones is out, he'll be, like, right outside of it. Okay, that's not terrible. He might be, like, a top 40 wide receiver this week. That's not terrible. This is crazy. Somebody just dropped Vance McDonald in my league. Hmm. Interesting. Why? Don't know. He scored a touchdown last week. Yeah, I'm going to go bid a crap little money on him right now. Yeah, but you can't give up on the higher man. I think I'm going to. No, you can't do that. Why? I do have Vance McDonald ranked higher this week. What do you have Vance McDonald ranked? Uh, he, I think he's just barely inside my top 12, and Jeff Hireman is just barely outside my top 12. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm going to bid a lot of money on Vance McDonald. Uh, yeah, if, if my crappy try? laptop would work, I'll pull up my rankings and let you know exactly where they are. But that's not, that's not a thing. No. Actually, I might be able to do this. Here we go. Oh, I'd end. Play that uh, I have Vance McDonald at 11. I have Hireman at 13. Oh, they're very close. Very close. They're very close. Uh, what do you have Jordan Reed in your tiny rankings? Jordan Reed, 14. So all very close. Yep. And that's really like the crapshoot. Once you get yeah. <laughs> once you get past Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz, everything's a crapshoot. Screwed up, Frank. Even when we thought we could trust O.J. Howard last week, he laid a stinker, too. I shouldn't have picked up E-S-E. This is yeah, a I, I kind of laughed at you for that one yesterday. It, this is a mistake because I'm not going to play him this week now because I, I like T.J. Jones and Josh Doxon better, ultimately. Yeah, so now you got him on a Thursday night, and you can't, can't drop, drop him, him because you don't have open waivers. Correct. Bad job, Greg. And now he's stuck. I should have just dropped him today. That was a mistake. That's a bad management job, Greg. How about this, Greg? Uh, in the league, in my home league, uh, I hit up the Alex Collins owner yesterday because I know they have a phenomenal schedule coming up. I know the quarterback situation is kind of in flux, uh, but I'm trying to acquire Alex Collins wherever I can right now. And he has just Alex Collins. He has James White on a bye. He has... Another good running back on a bye as well, and he has Chris Thompson in his lineup. Chris Thompson not looking like he's going to go. So I hit him up. He's 4-6. and six. He needs to win. Yeah. Like, if he loses, he's out. Yeah. And I told him, I'll give you Doug Martin and Rashad Penny for Alex Collins, which on the surface sounds like a terrible trade. Terrible but, trade. But there's no running backs available in this league. He has nobody else he could pick he up. He shouldn't do that. He's considering it. That's terrible. All right. That's an awful trade. Well, I'll take it. That's an awful, <laughs> awful trade. How's it? I don't think it's as awful as you're saying. It Rashad is. Penny may have zero carries tonight. He may get the same yeah. amount of yards as Chris Thompson. Okay, and there's also all right. You can play whatever side of the coin you want to, Greg. <laughs> but there's still a chance that based on what he did last week, Pete Carroll and Brian Schottenheimer, everything they're they're coming out and saying right now is they're poo-pooing um, Rashad Penny. What if that's like a strategical advantage? Like they're trying to make the Packers think that they're not going to use him. I think he's ahead of Mike Davis on the depth chart right now. I know. I don't think that Chris Carson is 100% healthy, still dealing with this hip injury. He's been injury prone. I still think, and maybe it's just me taking the optimistic approach with Rashad Penny. We saw the talent flash a week ago. Uh, he shouldn't have been a first-round pick. I think we can all agree on that. But he is a talented running back, and I think he's starting to flash at the NFL level. I would not be surprised if over the second half of the season, he takes over as a starting running back for, on a team where they want to run the football. I'm much more optimistic in Rashad Penny, I'll go as far as to say, and I thought about this last night, I think Rashad Penny could be a league winner for you this year. You think that he's the guy? I think, I think he could be one of those guys. And I know it's a three-headed situation, and it doesn't look great, but look, Chris Carson has been injury-prone. I mean, this is a guy who's dealing with, what, thigh-hip injuries. Those are, those are injuries that are going to hamper you as a running back. And I know, look, running backs play through injuries. They're never going to be 100%. I understand that, but I don't think he's 100%. And... and Look, Rashad Penny flashed. I think they're just being a little bit overly like, why are they trying to talk down Rashad Penny so much after he just had a great game? 
I don't know. I think it's a little fugazi. I think they're trying to throw the Packers off here. Well, I'll say this. They love Chris Carson. They absolutely love Chris Carson. And whenever he's been active, whenever he's been healthy, he's been the unquestioned guy. He's the guy that, like, late at night, Pete Carroll needs someone to talk to. He texts him. Chris Carson's that guy who's always answered. He's, like, the reliable number one for Pete Carroll. But if he's the reliable number one for Pete Carroll, that doesn't make me think Rashad Penny's going to be a league winner unless Chris Carson gets hurt again. Now, look, the new, the new hotness, the up-and-coming hotness, the apple of Pete Carroll's eye, about to be Rashad Penny good. Pete Carroll won't be there when Rashad Penny's good, when Rashad Penny's the guy. Where's Pete Carroll going? He's done in Seattle, man. This is it. This is the swan song of Pete Carroll. Wow. He's leaving. He'll, they he'll, win he'll tonight. They're in, they're in the NFC playoff picture, Greg. I understand that. He'll and quit. I think they are going to win tonight. Pete Carroll's going to quit, man. A lot of people, everyone loves Seattle tonight, by the way. Everybody loves yeah. them. Yeah. That means like, so everyone I've looked at, from Gabe everybody's and Corey go, yeah. to go the um, people on Twitter. Because the to, Packers haven't be, played great this year, Greg. I understand that. And I know they've had a tough, they've had some tough sledding. They, they handled business last week against the Miami Dolphins, but. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been himself. He's clearly hasn't been 100% all year. We know that. He's dealt with the knee injury. He doesn't have the same mobility as, you know, years past. But, look, he hasn't looked like Aaron Rodgers. He's not making, you know, these phenomenal throws. He's not putting up these, you know, 350-yard games, four touchdowns. He's not having these monster games. And, look, the Packers are never going to be a great defensive team. I think their secondary is up and coming. I think Jair Alexander and Josh Jackson are names to pay attention to. I think they're moving in the right direction. Uh, and, and I like Aaron Jones a lot, but, you know, Mike McCarthy's unwillingness to uh, just pound the rock with Aaron Jones might be the downfall of this team. And you, you can't deny the 12th man and the fact that the Seahawks do play better when they're at home. They've had two very, very competitive games against the Rams. Overall, I think they've just played like a better team than the Packers. And that's what everyone's saying, and that's why they're taking the Seahawks. So I understand if you, if you want to be a contrarian and you want to go opposite of that, it's just... Make your case for the Packers. R E L A X. Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I don't really see it tonight. Yeah, I, I like the Seahawks also for all the reasons that you and everybody else has mentioned. But I'll say this, right? Like in Seattle, if they can get the dominant running game going, as we saw last week with Aaron Jones, and they could stick with that. And then they let Aaron Rodgers be Aaron Rodgers and do his thing with Devontae Adams and, and just control the ball a little bit, take the crowd out of it. They certainly have a good shot to win this game. That's why I mentioned the under earlier on in the week. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, Gabe has mentioned this. Both teams have been playing to the under recently. Yeah, I think the over. Normally, we don't like taking the under on Thursday night games because, you know, it's a short week for defenses to bounce back. Uh, but it's 49 points. If I had to choose one, I would probably take the over. I feel better about the Seahawks tonight overall. If you look at these teams, Greg, I think they're similar to each other right now, right? Like, the Seahawks are obviously running the football a lot. We just saw the Packers run the football a lot last week. And I think they're going to both try and run the football tonight. I think, you know, ideally, the Packers probably want to keep Russell Wilson and, and the Seahawks off the field, uh, which is crazy to say. But, uh, look, if, if they're similar right now in terms of skill, I think the Seahawks have the better defense. So that might be... Don't that might, see on the Packers' defense either. I know, I know. But They've gotten better, let's, especially let's, the secondary. Let's remind, no, I just, I just spoke up the secondary. Thank you. So I understand that part of it. But still, the Seahawks' defense, I think, at this point is better than the Packers. It could be close, but it's definitely going to be a close game. I think the Seahawks pull it out. It might be, you know, whoever has the ball last kind of thing. Which, yeah, Aaron Rodgers with the ball last. Just make, sure, just make sure he gets the ball. 
Just make yeah. sure he gets the ball last. That they don't return a kick for no reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, what it comes down to is... He's going to go like this, and then like this, for the last time they had the ball last. And, and Gabe brings this up a lot. While this is going to be a great game to watch tonight for, from a football perspective and for a fantasy perspective, you know, you have a lot of players playing in tonight's game. Devontae Adams, Rodgers, Jimmy Graham, uh, Russell Wilson, uh, Tyler Lockett. There's a lot of players you want to watch for fantasy purposes. Maybe this is a game from a betting perspective just to stay away from. Because... Everything that we keep saying about it is it's, all right, whoever's going to have the ball last. Like, it's a coin flip. It's a very close game. It's hard to call. Maybe it's one of those games where, all right, you know, if this were a, if this were a Sunday slate and we had, you know, 13, 14 other games to choose from, maybe we would look the other way on this game. But just because it's Thursday night, people want to bet. I understand. The Seahawks and... I still have no internet. I don't know what's going on. You don't have internet, man? I'm sorry. <laughs> The Seahawks and Packers, of course, tonight, Thursday night football. Um, should be a good one. Thursday night football's been fun for the most part. Um, you guys, we got some fun games, and I hope tonight is, is the same. I, hopefully I can watch that somewhere this evening. It's not a good yeah, and I will mention uh, to the gentleman that called in yesterday and asked me, Tyler Lockett or Anthony Miller in PPR, I'm going to reverse my answer. I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. Really? After looking into things last night. Um, look, I still think Anthony Miller, from a PPR perspective, it, it's definitely close, but... What Tyler Lockett does every single week, scoring touchdowns, he doesn't have immense volume in terms of target share and reception share, uh, but he's he's been the guy scoring touchdowns for Russell Wilson all season, right? So, uh, you know, if we're expecting this to be a close game, a little bit of back and forth here, uh, I, I think Tyler Lockett gets in the end zone in this one. Uh, there's no question about it. The Packers have allowed more fantasy points to opposing wide receivers than the Vikings have this year. Anthony Miller is obviously facing the Vikings. He plays the slot, so he's not going to see Xavier Rhodes, but... Overall, the Vikings have been very, very stout against wide receivers. So, uh, I'll take Tyler Lockett. He's, you know, he's consistently been a top twenty-four wide receiver all season. He's, he's one of these guys who gets no respect, Greggy. No respect. We actually, I like, I like Tyler Lockett this week. I'm starting him in our player pool. Not very nice. I know Jimmy Graham has been very up and down, and he's been banged up coming into this game. I think he'll have something to prove tonight. I, I look the revenge game narrative. You can try and bring it up as many possible ways as you want. Yep. The Seahawks. Admitted, they you know they didn't want to bring him back. They'd rather use guys like Nick Vanette well, and I Will think, Disley I, rather than. I just Jimmy think it was Graham. more of a price thing. They they liked Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham was a was a yeah. groomsman in Russell Wilson's wedding. I mean, look, if they liked him that much, they would have brought him back. So, I know he hasn't been great, but I uh, I feel a little bit more optimistic about Jimmy Graham this week. Yeah, he's inside my top seven at tight end. But tight end's a crapshoot, right? Always. It's like that's after why you I, get past Zach Ertz and Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey. Yeah. Look, you have Greg Olson, you have OJ Howard, you have Eric though. Ebron, but even Ebron last week, no one had him in his line in their lineup. No, no. He scored three touchdowns. So it's a crapshoot guessing game. I'm gonna use you know, I'm gonna use a narrative in this one to and, and use it to my advantage. I, I think the Packers make it a thing to get Jimmy Graham in the end zone tonight in Seattle. Okay, sure. I mean, there's, there's no reason not yeah. to. And it's funny, we started the segment joking, joking, like talking about my league with Jeff Hireman. Hireman. Jordan Reed, Vance McDonald. And that's the truth. Like, you get past Travis Kelsey and you get past Zach Ertz, it's everybody else. And yeah, maybe Jimmy Graham is a good start tonight. I'm not disputing that in any way. Um, Greg Olson, OJ Howard, sure. But any of these guys have a chance of catching the touchdown. That's what makes tight ends so, so hard this year. Let me throw this at you then, Frankie. Is it going to change your draft strategy next year when it comes to the tight end, given how volatile the position's been this year? Like, it's been brutal. Are you going to pay up for a Kelsey yeah. or Nertz? I've already thought about that, but here's the problem with that. Even when you think you have it figured out from the top tight end coming into the season perspective, we all thought Gronk was the top tight end coming into yeah. the season. Mm -hmm. Like He was 
unanimously the number one tight end. And look, there might have been a few jokers out there that were like, all right, I'm going to put Kelsey first. I'm going to put Earth first just to be contrary and be different. But unanimously, Rob Gronkowski was the number one tight end. And everyone was saying, look, if he falls into the third round, that's a yep. good value. Yes. Maybe I don't draft tight end early. We did that, yeah. Uh, usually, I mean, even people who didn't draft Gronk said that Gronk in the third round was still a good value. So... I don't want to say that that's it's the same thing going into next year with Ertz and Kelsey uh, because they're obviously younger, they're not as beat up, they're in very very good positions. Um, but I, I, you know, I think they're going to even move up the board. I think they're going to move up the board because of what they're those doing. two guys. I think so too. I think they're going to move into the second round. Am I going to use a second round pick on a tight end? Probably not. Travis Kelsey end up right back here talking about Jimmy Graham next year. Travis Kelsey's going to go really high next year, given that everybody loves Patrick Mahomes and loves the Chiefs did. offense. I get it, man. I get 16 it. Sixteen targets. He had 40 points in a PPR last week. I think you see he's, Zach, he's a legit second-round pick next year. Right? I think you see Zach Ertz go where Rob Gronkowski went this year, which is in the third round for the most part. I don't think so, man. I think because Kelsey Ertz, goes earlier. Ertz was earlier on in draft season. I don't know why Ertz started slipping. I, I think he was a little bit banged up in the well, think, preseason. Well, I'll tell he started to fall into the fourth he round. He started slipping because Carson Wentz was thought to be back, and then when he wasn't coming back. Yeah, I mean, that was probably it. But I look, next heading into next year, Carson Wentz completely healthy. Zach Ertz... I mean, if he continues what he's doing this year, breaks tight end records, he's going to go in the second round next year. We'll take a break. Gonna be able to pull the trigger. We'll take a break here. When we come back, Dr. A from Inside Injuries will join us. Stick around. More from your fantasy best friends forever right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. with you on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Frank Stanfield, Greg Sussman. What's up, Frank? Yeah. I'm going to guess this isn't Metallica. <laughs> Just told you, this is Dave Matthews. Dude. Yeah, you got to be fair, I guess. There you go. Dr. A from Inside Injuries. If, we had, if you had to pick one between Metallica and the Dave Matthews band, uh, what would you choose, Doc? Oh, make the right choice here, Doc. <laughs> No, no. I, uh, Dave Matthews is one of my greatest bands ever on my nice! list. So, uh, sorry. Doc, yes! Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't think I've only heard one song from Metallica my whole life. So. Uh, <laughs> All right, Doc. I'm booking yes. a flight to, uh, to Atlanta right now. We're going to have a jam sesh. We're going to go out. We're going to drink a couple beers. We're going <laughs> to. We, we got to change We're going to fix this. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I thought this was going somewhere else. All right, let me get into um, let me get into the injuries here, guys. Right now uh, for today, yeah. And Doc, obviously, as they are each and every week, major injuries going on, major major injuries. And Frankie, tonight, um, there's no Randall Cobb for Green Bay. There is uh, Jerome Allison gone. Tonight, Doc, what are we looking for in this Green Bay, in this Seattle game, injury-wise? Oh, Jesus. 
With uh, Jimmy Graham, well, Jimmy, probably. Well, well yeah. Uh, I mean, so I was saying no Randall Cobb. There's no Geronimo Allison. ESB, MVS, those are the guys that are going to have to step up. With Jimmy Graham, we were just talking about him. I wanted to throw him injury-wise at you. Yeah, so we, so basically, you know, as you know, Jimmy Graham's injury history, it's no secret. Um, he's got a very, very long list of injuries. Before the season, we had him at high injury risk, and uh, he had healed enough to get into peak health. But, you know, he, his injury risk is was 31% to start the season. It's at 40% right now. Uh, you know, he's been battling this knee injury since week three. So basically, he plays, but he's always handicapped by this sort of injury. Um, I know he was removed from the final injury report for this week, um, uh, but here's the problem. Uh, he is still at 40% injury risk, and he's at 56% uh, 56% uh, health. So, you know, he's going to try to give it a go, likely. But, um, you know, the, our prediction for, you know, performance here, this, it looks like this injury and all the other injuries that he sustained are going to significantly impact his ability uh, to play. So, I mean, that's really the story on Jimmy Graham. And we've been saying this pretty much what, like, uh, you know, 19 weeks in a row or 24 weeks in a row, <laughs> you know, since last year. So um, that's really our take on Jimmy Graham. Are you concerned now a little bit more than you were a moment ago, Frank? No, because I knew ranking him that he was banged up. He's never 100% healthy. We've seen that recently. I mean, it has affected his performance. There's no doubt about it. But again, the tight end position is just a crapshoot. I just think tonight. Uh, the Packers, you know, even if he's limited, they're going to use him in the red zone at the least, right? So um, against the Seahawks, I think that they'll make it a thing to try and get him in the get him in the end zone this week. Doc, I wanted to ask you about James Conner. Obviously, the Le'Veon Bell situation is now behind us. You can drop Le'Veon Bell in your fantasy leagues. We know that he's not playing this season, but James Conner has been phenomenal this year in his absence. As of right now, he is a full participant in practice, but hasn't been cleared from the concussion protocol yet. Uh, what say you on that? Uh, does it look like it's trending in the right direction for him? Yeah, you know, um, the fact that he's a full participant in practice uh, likely means that he's going to get cleared. Um, you know, they're just trying, you know, kind of waiting till the very end. It's a little gamesmanship there as well. Um, you know, a lot of teams, almost all the teams use these uh, rules and guidelines, uh, you know, to sort of throw off the other teams, et cetera, and how they plan throughout the week. But the teams, you know, I, there's no question in my mind that he's going to get cleared via that concussion protocol. Whether we think he should come back this week. Uh, actually, our algorithms are saying week 12. You know, the concussion that he sustained is a little bit more significant than, you know, uh, you know, just a very, very mild concussion. So uh, the biggest thing is, is for him to come back week 12, if possible, that would give him the best opportunity to get over this concussion and not have another one or another type of injury related to that. Talking to Dr. Ray from Inside Injuries here. We get to another running back, and that's Rex Burkhead, who we haven't heard about in a while here, Doc. And he had a neck injury that we thought was going to cost him the year. He's designated to return by the New England Patriots. Is this something that could become a reality for fantasy owners a little bit later on this season? Actually, we had him coming back on week 13, even though he was placed on IR. We, you know, sort of our predictions were week 13. So, you know, this it's a, it's still uh, it's still early, but I know they have the buy. So week 12 versus week 13, you know, it's one week difference. However, you know, the injury sustained in week three, um, you know, it's got either got to be a non-displaced fracture or some sort of disc problem, disc herniation, uh, etc. There are no reports of him actually having surgery, but you know, with the Patriots and with the way they hide, you know, injury 
news and information, et cetera, you know, I wouldn't be surprised that he did have some sort of procedure to sort of recover from this. Um, but week 13 uh, is kind of where we're looking at it. But this is Rex Burkhead. Uh, this is a guy that's had, a, just like a Jimmy Graham, and he's a long, long history of, um, you know, injuries. Uh, he's at high injury risk at 28% and uh, at 42% HPF. Um, so right now, there, he, he really shouldn't be coming into the game. He should wait till week 13 to get above average. Um, but uh, if they, he does play, he's putting himself at significant risk. So there you go. They've said week 13 the entire time when it came to Rex mm-hmm. Burkhead. Uh, he at least eligible to come off the IR week 13. So that yep. timeline that inside injuries had right on the money. And health is very interesting because Sonny, Sonny Michelle was banged up previously. Now he's ready to go, but he could get re-injured and... All of a sudden, Rex Burkhead matters again. I think if he's out there, Frank, you've got to pick him up. Yeah, absolutely. I mentioned I've already done that in my home league. Undoubtedly, the running back to trust most right now is James White, just based on his usage and the fact that he's 100% healthy. But look, Sony Michelle returned in that game before the bye, where realistically, they probably should have gave him one more week to rest because now they have the bye week. I think that would have made more sense uh, from the Patriots' perspective. But he's dealing with a knee injury as well. So if he's not 100%, you know in this final stretch here, then we're, we are going to see some Rex Burkhead and he kind of presents a, a similar player to Dion Lewis. We saw the, the type of effect that Dion Lewis had for fantasy owners last year uh, in those, you know, final couple of games and really helping a lot of people win fantasy championships. Uh, I'm not going to go as far as to say Rex Burkhead can do that for sure, but there's, there's a chance. There's a chance. Doc, a lot of people uh, want to find out what's going on with Chris Carson. Obviously plays tonight, Thursday night football against the Packers. Um, he was left off the injury report with the hip injury, but we know he's been dealing with the hip all season. He was also dealing with the thigh injury. We know he has been a little bit injury prone dating back to last year. He's still only a second year player. And I'm sitting here talking up Rashad Penny because I don't know that Chris Carson is still 100% tonight going into this game. Uh, what do you have on Chris Carson? And, and you know, what are the chances that he re-aggravates his hip injury while he's playing? So uh, you're right on the money there. Uh, What concerns me is that uh, he's coming back uh, uh, week 11, yet he's still at 50% HPF and his injury risk is at 26%. Not to say that, you know, it's going to go all the way to peak with one more week of rest, but that when you hear that he's coming back and he's, he's at a below average HPF, that's somewhat concerning um, that he, you know, he really needs another week to get into that above average category. And right now he has a 26% chance of injury risk. So, you know, one and a quarter. Um, and so uh, your concerns are valid. I, I think that this is, um, you know, uh, you know, I think one more week of rest uh, is where he needs to be. But if he does come back and play in this game, he's putting himself at increased risk at high injury risk, and he's not even close to peak health. And so I think he's going to give it a go, but this is the wrong decision. You heard it there from Dr. <laughs> Ray. Look, 25% chance of re-injury throughout this game. That means, look, if he touches the ball 15, 16 times, you know, one out of every four of those chances, sure. you know, four or five of those uh, opportunities, he could re-injure himself. Definitely. So and that's part of the reason why I've been, I've been talking up Rashad Penny, a guy who is 100% healthy right now. And it looks like he's playing like it too, right? Just had his first 100-yard rushing game of his career, nine yards per carry last week, scored a touchdown. So this is part of the reason I'm going to continue to pump up Rashad Penny. I don't think Chris Carson is 100% healthy, and there's you know at least a 25% chance that he re-injures himself tonight. 
We're talking to Dr. Ray from Inside Injuries, breaking down that Packers-Seahawks game for us. Give us the update on Jimmy Graham a few moments ago. And there you heard the update on Chris Carson. Let's see if Frankie could uh, win something there with Rashad Penny and that big pickup earlier this week. Doc, I mentioned earlier that I picked up TJ Jones in a league, and that was with the thought that Marvin Jones wouldn't play on Sunday. What is the outlook for Marvin Jones of the Lions this weekend? Um, so the grade, it's a grade one bone bruise It's not fractured. Uh, so that's, that's great news. And the MCL and ACL are not damaged. You know, the, you know, there, there's no tear there. Uh, I think the, the fact that he didn't practice Wednesday is the, you know, it's just precautionary. Um, right now his HTR is saying week 12. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think he should not, I don't, the likelihood of him playing in this game is, 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 is low. Um, and if he does, that's really, really a bad decision to make. I think week 12 is where he should be. Uh, and he'll be up to above average. Um, cause right now he's at 56%. TJ Jones, sneaky, sneaky addition there, Greg. I wasn't even thinking about that, but that, that's a smart move by you there. Thank you. He's the guy who has seen the most wide receiver snaps outside of, uh, Kenny Galladay. And Marvin Jones, we know that Golden Tate is no longer on the team. So that's a sneaky play. I like that decision. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I have ranked inside my top 20 at wide receiver right now. Doc, a very polarizing player this week is Joe Flacco because everybody is clamoring for Lamar Jackson to get the opportunity to play. Meanwhile, we don't even know if Joe Flacco doesn't go. They've already talked up Robert Griffin III as the next man up. But regardless, uh, Joe Flacco, they've been kind of mum on you know whether or not he's going to play. They said he doesn't need to practice in order to play. He is also dealing with a hip injury. Um, what's the latest on Joe Flacco? Do you expect him to play this week? Um, right now, it looks like week 11 is when we were predicting that he was supposed to come back. Um, you know, quarterbacks with hip injuries are very different than running backs with hip injuries, you know. So, um, you know, the optimal recovery time for that is really just two weeks for a quarterback uh, like Flacco. I mean, he's not a running quarterback, so that's why it's only two weeks, pocket passers. So week 11 it is. However... Um, you know, we've been, you know, Flacco over the years, as he gets older, it's, it's just, um, you know, he's pretty banged up and he, the sort of list of all of his injuries have impacted, you know, his numbers. And so he's always, uh, around 18 to 22% injury risk. And he's always at 55 to 70%. He's never really gotten anywhere near, near peak health. And so it's, he's become one of these players that are always chronically have these banged up ticky tack type injuries, uh, at, you know, as severe as grade one or two. Uh, so yeah, uh, I mean, he's set to come back from this injury, uh, right now, week 11 on our books, but he'll come back with a below average 55 to 60% sort of prediction. Greg, I think this injury to Joe Flacco is a catch 22 right now because okay. people want Lamar Jackson in there. We don't know that it's, it's guaranteed to happen. And I say catch 22 because if you look at the Ravens quarterbacks right now, Joe Flacco is still the most talented passer of the bunch. No doubt about it. Like, Lamar Jackson, look, while we want him to play for his rushing production, he's still very raw as a passer. Robert Griffin III, there's a reason why he's been in and out of the league the past couple of years. For the Ravens' pass catchers, for John Brown, for Michael Crabtree, for Willie Sneed, we're very excited about the upcoming schedule. It's It's a great schedule for all around, for the running backs and wide receivers. But for the pass catchers, you want Joe Flacco in there. I will say, for... Alex Collins, it probably would be beneficial if Lamar Jackson were to play. We have all the stats on whenever a running quarterback plays, it obviously opens up things for a running back. So that would help Alex Collins. Regardless, it's still a great schedule coming up. I will say, for the pass catchers, you want Joe Flacco to play. No question about it. Like Everyone hates Joe Flacco. I understand that. Yeah. But Frank's right. Like, you know He's, he's going made to these guys fantasy relevant this year still, too. Definitely. Like, 
John Brown's been a top 24 wide receiver. The problem... The, yep, yep, Doc. Yeah. What's the up? problem is, guys, the problem is, guys, is that if Flacco, if there's even a mixture, Flacco only takes 50% of the snaps or 25% mm-hmm. of the snaps from a fantasy perspective, the statistics are against you. And that's the biggest issue. So I like the Jackson thing, uh, thought, um, you know, um, and so that that's the biggest thing is that the statistics are against you if you do start Flacco in this game. All right. So that means John Brown and Michael Crabtree, as great as the matchup is against the Bengals, might be volatile plays because even if Joe Flacco starts, he's at a risk for re-injury, and then you know you don't know who you're going to get between Robert Griffin III and Lamar Jackson. Correct. It's probably a combination of both. And it sucks because it's a great matchup. Great matchup. Bengals have been eaten alive in every single capacity. There's a reason why they just fired their defensive coordinator. Terrell Austin, who is yeah. thought to be a future head coach in this league. Um, so, Monday Night Football. It's the game we're all looking forward to, right? Mm-hmm. Rams and Chiefs. The over-under is 600,000. Will Sammy Watkins be a part of that game on Monday? Um, we have answered so many questions about Sammy Watkins <laughs> over the last several months, and years. years yeah. um, so, <laughs> so his for this particular injury, the right foot injury, grade one, he should be coming back this week. I know he missed week 10, which is what we advised, and he did. He expected to work, we, return week 11, and that's what, we're, that's what we're saying. So if you're asking me, is he going to play? Yes. <laughs> that's the answer. Whether he'll be effective anyway uh, is just, you know, he started the season as one of those really high-risk, high-reward guys, and now he's fallen into a high-risk, below-average uh, HPF guy. And so there, you know, the likelihood of him going above 52, 53% on his HPF is just very, very unlikely. So that's what you got. You have Sammy Watkins sort of in that category where, you know, now the name carries a lot bigger weight than what actually results uh, consistently on the field. So he's at 25% injury risk, one and a quarter again, and 52% HPF. That's not going to get higher than that. I risk high reward play for Sammy Watkins this week, Greg. But as you mentioned, that under that over under sixty three and a half, the highest yep. over under of all time NFL history right now. I I wrote up Sammy Watkins as one of the players I'm higher on than the consensus this week. He's inside my top twenty four. I think if you have him, you got to get him in your lineup just because so many points are going to be scored back and forth. Even if he's not one hundred percent, he still could have an opportunity at a touchdown here. You know, sixty seventy yards, whatever it might be. So. I'm getting him in my lineup as a top 24 wide receiver, but I do understand the risk that comes with it uh, as Dr. A comes with it. laid out. What's up? Comes with it. Comes with it. That's what we're going He's a, I didn't, I didn't even I mean feel, to say I feel like, like I'm always York. pessimistic. I'm, I'm, I'm always pessimistic, and, uh, and you're always optimistic. Correct. That is <laughs> yeah. a fact. Well, because I, I own Sammy Watkins, so I have to be optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> are, you at, are you as pessimistic on Stefan Diggs, Doc? Um, no, I am not as pessimistic on <laughs> uh, Stefan Dix. He, um, no, he's, he, he's, he should be good. They did the right thing here. He expected return week 11. Uh, and, uh, and this is exactly what we sort of projected him as he's at 72% above average and he continues to heal. Um, he, by game time, he will be close to that 80 per 80, 81% peak health. So this was a very good move by the Vikings and, uh, you know, hopefully it will pay off for them by letting him sit and rest because his numbers are trending in the right direction. Doc, last question real quick. We only have, uh, you know, about 40 seconds left. For Royce Freeman, dealing with the ankle injury, uh, practice limited, is he, is he expected to return? Because it will undoubtedly affect Philip Lindsay. 
So a uh, high ankle sprain, uh, grade two. His original week uh, was seven where he injured it. It's He's back into low injury risk at 11%, but here's the catch, below average, 54%. This, this, this is a mentally, it's so painful, these high ankle sprains, especially in football players. So this, this injury will impact him greatly, uh, even though he's at low injury risk. So, you know, um, I, the likelihood of him racking up a bunch of points for fantasy is probably low this week. And that's exactly what Philip Lindsay owners want to hear, Greg. Absolutely. This is for you. Doc, this, this is for you. Should I leave? You guys can hug it out. <laughs> Pro hug, man. Pro hug. <laughs> Doc and I, you know. It's a great song, guys. Oh, you're a great, Doc. You're know, great. Doc struck me as a Metallica guy, man. I, I totally got this one wrong. <laughs> Dr. Ray, we'll do it all again next week, man. <laughs> all right, guys. Good to see you. We'll take a break. We come back. Monday, the quarterback and tight end rankings for this weekend. Come join next. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. You know what this is. I'm just sitting here in silence, dude. I, I don't know. I'm trying to like keep silly. You know? I just, I just don't know. For whom the bell sounds great. Oh, we're not there yet. Oh, oh, hello, Chris Venture. <laughs> oh, the music went off. <laughs> I was gonna sing it. That's a great song, classic. Classic, Greg. You gotta know it. I don't. There's a For bunch of bells bell in the beginning of it. For whom the bell tolls. I know. Can you turn the mic off before you take it off your head? <laughs> we, we just had this conversation. Maybe we should sabotage the frenzy as well. Oh, hey guys, what's up? Oh, hey, hey Corey, hey Corey, what's up? It's Bob. It I really like, don't know for whom the bell tolls. No. You don't know many Dave Matthews songs. Yeah, uh, well, all right. Who's more popular? I certainly think it's arguable. <laughs> no, no, it's not arguable. It's not even close to arguable. No, it's not. I think it is. No. Why? Do you, that, that's a, you're reading a very Scott Engelag right now. No, 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 no. There's just no way. There's no what way. What do you want to judge by? Record sales? Sure. All right. DMB all-time record sales is what we're looking for? You look at Metallica? Yep. All right, how do, I fi- how do I find this? You realize that this is the most popular metal band of all time. Great. Okay. How do I, I, don't, I don't know how, what am I? Oh, well, I, I typed that into Google and they give me an answer right away. You know why? Because Metallica's popular and they have record sales, Greg. It says it right in front of my face right here. So if they don't say it for Dave Matthews' band, that means they probably don't sell any albums. I, they, they do, quite, <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, just look at your face like, ah, they probably don't. I, they do. I, I feel like you're doubting yourself now. I don't, I'm just trying to figure out where to look. Metallica has sold more than 125 million albums worldwide with over 63 million records. The United States So, mind me to interject here. I think, I think the way it's got to be is that I think while Dave Matthews gets more uh, live crowds, Metallica makes, probably sells more albums. 
I don't know. The the, the Dave Matthews band has. Hey, I, I'm saying I'm only saying that because like it has to be like super duper close. I think it is. T- oh, here you go. It looks like okay. Here we go. As of 2018, the Dave Matthews. What, what was your what was your thing? Well, this is according to the discography. Yeah. You have like an official website. Wikipedia. 125 million albums. Sold worldwide. All right, so you 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 win that. It seems. Yeah, obviously. Because uh, as of 2018, the DMV have sold more than 80 million dollars worth of tickets since inception, and a collective 68 million CDs and DVDs. So it looks like Metallica has more CDs. Yeah, double them up, Greg. I mean, come on. All right. This is, da- this is David versus Goliath. Come on, Metallica. You're under- not missed. I think you're underestimating the Dave Matthews band, dude. Stop. I'm not kidding. I'm going to read the schedule now. Up later on today here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we got the frenzy with Corey Parson, Chris Ventura, and Jim Day. That's up next. Followed by the replays of Roto Experts in the morning. Fantasy Sports Today comes your way 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. GTD, Game and Cam will have you covered. They'll preview Thursday night football tonight. And, of course, 6 p.m. hour during game time decisions. It's Lineup Lock Live with Game and Cam, so you don't want to miss that before you set your lineup for tonight's three-game slate. And then wrapping it all up this evening, Scout Fantasy at 7 p.m. Eastern. It's obviously free all the time. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio. Tune in wherever you listen to the radio, wherever you listen to your podcast. We are everywhere. Speaking of lineup lock tonight, you got to go to dailyroto.com and make sure you use their optimizer each and every day. Frank, how did you do last night, man? Oh, I did great, obviously. I cashed. I'm on, a, I'm on a heater right now, as Corey would call it. I'm on a, I'm on a FanDuel 50-50 NBA DFS heater. Are you up to more than $5? I think I've won five in a row. Five in a row? Oh, my yeah. gosh. So you're, you're at that point uh, where you're just like, I'm never going to lose. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. And this comes after last week where I told uh, Drew Dinkmeyer that I was going to quit. Good thing I didn't. Good thing you didn't. You won like oh, Greg, th- This is why I love our viewers, our watchers. Okay. They're bashing Dave Matthews' band right now. Great. We are all in support of Metallica, baby. This is the Metallica just, show. You all don't have good taste in music. I don't know. No, 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 no. There's a reason why they've sold double the amount of records than Dave Matthews. Maybe they've been around longer. All right, so then you shouldn't, you shouldn't, have, you shouldn't have started that fight then. I, I don't think I started a fight. No, you you're, picked the fight. You're getting angry about this. I'm just having a conversation that I like a band. I'm not getting angry. I'm very passionate. You're kind of angry, Frank. No, I'm not angry at all. I think you're a little angry. <laughs> no. You're I'm sure? excited about to go eat lunch, too. Got to figure out what to buy. Oh, you're buying lunch today? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what you're angry about. No, I'm not angry at all, Greg. Where are you going to go? Taco just gets me pumped. What are you going to get? You going to get fast food today? Maybe no, I'll probably you get pasta. I might get some pasta. You're going to get pasta today. That's yeah. a lock. Of course. All right. Should we get into the Best Fantasy 5? Yes, we should. All right. Best Fantasy 5. Also, get your calls at 844-843-6879. We had too much fun yesterday not doing, doing calls. I want to I get everybody back in the line today. We had fun. Yeah, great calls yesterday. More people are you a snake or a bitch? Mike Florio, a snaky bitch. Snake in the grass, yeah, for sure. Oh, speaking of Mike Florio, went after him on Twitter a little bit last night. What? Uh, we got to talk about what happened on Twitter last night. All right. No? I'm not going to get to any rankings, but sure. Oh, God. Frank, I have, I have your rankings Go ahead, up. go. I have your rankings up right now. No, go tell people the Twitter story. I don't want to anymore. I don't want any rankings. All right. I mean, everybody's clamoring for the Twitter story. Do you want the Twitter story? So Frank went on Twitter <laughs> and was like, listen. I'm not a pat myself on the back guy, but you got to hear what I said about Jake DeGrom back in the preseason. I mean, I'll also, I'll also clip out me saying Gary Sanchez. I threw that in the tweet, Greg. It was like a half I pat on the back. getting to that. <laughs> oh, my God. You're not, tell, you're not starting the story correct. Do you want to tell the story? No, go ahead. It's your so story. So he patted himself on the back, and he's like, Jacob DeGrom, 
I nailed this one. All I, right. I, I also said Gary Sanchez, but like I nailed Gary, I nailed the Degrom thing. And here's the audio to back it up. Now, of course, this comes a day after we bashed Michael Florio for doing really the same thing with Zay Jones, like the same exact thing. Well, I know I, I didn't. I do it. I did it in a in a better light though, because I bashed myself at the same time while giving myself credit. Like I didn't just go out there and be like, "Well, no one else wrote up Zay Jones. I did." No one else picked Jacob DeGrom as the NL Cy Young. I did. Like, I included in the tweet, like, we get a lot of things wrong. We make fun of ourselves all the time. More than any fantasy show ever. But it's also pretty cool when you get something right. Totally agree. So I was excited about it. And that's why I give Florio credit, too, right? The the Blake Snell thing, very funny. Very funny, very accurate, very awesome. He nailed it. He was all over Blake Snell. I mean, he didn't choose him to win the Cy Young. No, but he... He called him his breakout star, and he was a Blake Snell guy. When he was I bashed, a breakout star. When I, I bashed him, I, uh, uh, he called, convinced me I wound up drafting him. The whole deal. It worked out. Did you win the championship? I did. Because of Mike. Because of... Pick up, did you draft Jacob DeGrom as well? I did. We both helped you. I did. Listen to your BFFs. I did. I, I was the one pumping up DeGrom, Greg. Well, I also... I, drafted some I had him as the fifth ranked starting pitcher behind the top four. I did draft some Frank guys. You guys were like, oh, well, Madison Bumgarner's still really good. I drafted, Fra- Frank, I drafted your guys, too, in my league. I drafted Luis Castillo. Yeah, he wasn't necessarily my guy. Like, everybody was in on Castillo. I don't think I was the highest. You were, you were a big... You probably drafted Rafael Devers. I did. I Look, I took the L for that <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> were you a I'll pa- probably draft him again next year. Were you a Patrick, were you a Patrick Corbin guy, weren't you? I was a Corbin guy. I saw I drafted Patrick Corbin also. Future Yankee. Pretty good team, right? Great team. That's, probably won, that's why you won the chip. That's why I won the chip. Um, anyway. Like Greg, win chips. Listen to your BFFs. So I responded to, to Frank's tweet by saying, but Frank, you didn't mention Zay Jones as a bit of a shot at Florio. And Florio tried to take a shot at me by saying, well, who did you pick, Greg? I guess I'll Venmo you to find out. Like, is that a, is that a shot? He's like, yes, you will. That was a great shot. Was it? He's not wrong. Agreed. Not wrong <laughs> at all. You want to find anyone like Venmo me? No problem. He's not wrong at all. He's accurate. I guess what he's trying to say is you don't go out on a limb. You don't, you don't have, like, Greg guys. That's not true. Like, your guys are like Jose Ramirez. Like, mm. all right, he's a first-round pick. No, no, see, this isn't true. Last year, well, like, like, who were your guys? L- l- in, baseball, in baseball this year? Yeah. I was Devers guy, as you know. Yeah. We were that was, that was, I mean, that was terrible. I talked you into it. No, we were both on Devers. Who, were, who was your guy in football this year? Robert Woods. I love Robert Woods. Oh, that's true. That was your guy. That was my guy. I'm not but I think what, what he's saying is you need to be more adamant. Like you got to put stuff out there. You got to like put yourself out there. Everybody, if you listen to the show, you know I love Robert Woods. And yeah. last year, I'm not trying. I'm, not, I'm certainly not patting myself on the back. I'm the Bishop Sankey guy. But like <laughs> last year, and you will, you could say this. I was a Carlos Hyde guy. That was my guy. Were. So you don't see me tweeting about it. I think he just wants you to tweet more. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's me tweet more. Yeah. I'm going to help you, man. Maybe I'll I'm going to help you be a better person. Maybe I'll tweet more. Okay. Probably not. In the NBA, I was a da- I'm a De'Aaron Fox guy. Not strong enough. Yep. Unlike other people like Ricky Rubio. Uh, let's get I'll always the- fall back to, well, you know, Rubio's playing a little bit better, Greg. <laughs> let's get in the quarterback <laughs> rankings here. Um, let's get right into the quarterback rankings. And uh, the first thing for me, Frankie, that, stand- that stands out, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. We talked about it before. Thursday Night Football. You have a back-to-back in your rankings. You have Rodgers at 8, Russell Wilson at 9. One, uh, Russell Wilson, a spot higher than the consensus. Rodgers, two spots lower than the consensus. I know you like Seattle tonight. Why drop Rodgers the couple of spots that you did? Why put Wilson up the spot that you did? Yeah, I think this goes back to what I said on Monday, and, and people are not removing the name off the back of the jersey for Aaron Rodgers yet. And I realize this is a do-or-die game. 
It, there's a chance that it blows up in my face for sure. But if you look at what Aaron Rodgers has done on the season on a per game basis, he's outside the top twelve. Like, he hasn't been. Yeah. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been Aaron Rodgers this year. And it's just the players who I have ranked higher than him. I just trust more. Look at what Matt Ryan has done, even going up against the Cowboys. He's at home inside the dome. Matt Ryan has been phenomenal this year. You can argue he's playing better than his MVP season. Andrew Luck. Uh, Look, the guy throws three-plus touchdowns every single week, a divisional matchup against Tennessee, a very, very um, important game for the Indianapolis Colts this week. Andrew Luck shows up. Carson Wentz going up against the Saints. Again, playing inside the Dome on the fast track. He's going to be chasing points. Uh, the Seattle, uh, If there's a way to attack the Saints defense, it's through the air. So I'm very excited about Carson Wentz. Everyone else, you know who the top four are. It's Mahomes, Goff, Breeze, Cam Newton. So... Look, just from like a DFS perspective, because I don't think you own Aaron Rodgers and another one of these players. But if you do, I would start those players over Aaron Rodgers. I- I'm just I'm starting to take the name off the back of the jersey. It's that time of the year. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which is what I did last year with Brady too, and I'm going to continue to do. Frank, you you mentioned that if you were Bob, you'd call the frenzy today, right? That you're going to do. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Bob will. He's in the chat too. He's listening. He's watching. Bob from Vermont, you're up next. You're on the there fantasy best friends forever. What's up, Bobby? Hey guys, how you doing? Great, man. How are you? Good, Frank. I didn't like what you wrote in the thing. <laughs> what I write? Bob that, did not like that. On said in the show, you said you said something about me. On what did show. you say about Bob? I said, "Hey, Corey." Uh, you know, I was I was paying homage to you. Oh yeah, Bob, I, I was do I was that. impersonating I you. That. Yeah, I know, Frank. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not. You know, you know, Frank's your friend, Bob. I'm doing the I'm doing the Bob yeah, uh, the Bob impersonation. Cool. Frank's cool. I appreciate that. You know what's next Thursday already? It's your birthday, right? No, it's Thanksgiving. It's I thought I thought, I thought you were a pilgrim. No, I was born August 29th. Oh, I was born. 29th. I was a hot child in the city. Hot child in the city. Okay, you, you got hot a, child in the city. Line up for this You're week. a baby. Yeah, that's an old song. That's old. I was going to say it sounds like a song. Maybe you should make it. What is it? Metallica sing that or what? Bob, do you like Metallica? No, no. I forgot who sang that song. I look it up later. Okay, I got a lineup. See if you think I'm crazy. All right, what's You're up? Crazy. What do you okay, got? Tom Brady. Tom Brady was on the bye, so I'm going crazy this week. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you got? For my quarterback. Guess who I'm taking for my quarterback? You're gonna pick up Eli Manning because he's going up against Tampa Bay. Yeah. No, don't do that. Exactly. What are you doing, Bob? <laughs> Bob, don't do that. Do Corey, to the show. Corey tell you to do that. No, I did it myself. Oh, what you Bob, Bob, don't do that. Bob, I would say, look, if Mariota okay. or Dak Prescott are available, I would use both of those players over Eli Manning this week. Okay, I'll change it then. All right, then for my running back, I got Edo Smith. Is he good? No. Eh, not really, but no. you might you might have teams on a bye. So, I mean, is this a, a season-long or yeah, DFS? Yeah, that's what I have. So Edo Mike Smith's all you Davis, got. Mike Davis, how's that? Mike Davis. Mike Davis, good. Not great tonight, Bob. I know. Not great, Bob. All right, Bob. Who do you have at wide receiver? No, I, I gotta sign off. I got Bob. I gotta, I'm sorry. I gotta sign off YouTube. <laughs> uh, Frenzy's up next. Uh, you can finish your lineup with Corey. We have more Look, calls just don't use Eli Manning, and we'll trust that the rest of your lineup is fine. We have more calls to get to. Corey, Chris, and Jim. They come your way next. You're listening on the podcast. Uh, stick around. Um, another five minutes. Subscribe, like, rate, and leave a comment. Let's go to some other calls. I want to get through them quickly. Frank, we'll get to your tight ends tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, we will not get to the tight ends tomorrow. Maybe I will get to my tight ends tomorrow when you are not here, Greg. Is there any tight ends that you wanted to mention? And I will be joined by Elliot Christ of the Quantum. Eric Ebron. I want to throw this out there before I get to the calls. Eric Ebron is number four, you're number four overall tight end this week. How come? 
Why not? Because uh, he's, he's only played 21 snaps this past week. Scored three touchdowns. 21 snaps. Tight ends haven't allowed a touchdown all year to a tight end. Yeah, but I think this is... Number four, I've, I've mentioned this. I've mentioned this. It's it's worlds collide here. Andrew Luck is throwing to tight ends at a rapid pace. The Colts have scored 16 touchdowns, a league leading 16 touchdowns this year with their tight ends. And a lot of that damage has come from Eric Ebron. I'm going to continue to rank him this way. I mean, we are looking for t- t- tight ends who can score touchdowns. Eric Ebron is one of those... One of those tight ends right now. OJ Howard has been inconsistent. Uh, you know, his while he's on the field, his target share is not great because obviously he has to deal with Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin and Adam Humphreys. Jimmy Graham is banged up. Trey Burton has been up and down all year. Jack Doyle, we like, but again, it's Eric Ebron, the one who's scoring touchdowns. Austin Hooper, I think, is a sleeper tight end. He's inside my top 10. Uh, the Cowboys just got eaten alive by Zach Ertz uh, and Austin Hooper coming off the, uh, the double-digit reception game. Look, it's just a crapshoot at, at tight end, and we got six teams on a bye. Eric Ebron is a top five tight end this week, Greg. Fine. Maybe it's too reactionary. It's reactionary. It is. I'm sorry. Hey, but tight end's crap. All right, we have two minutes, Frank. You want to get to another call? Yes. Okay. We are here for the people. Let's, we the people. Let's go to Eric in Texas. What's up, Eric? Hey, brother. I got uh, two questions. I got a flex issue here. I don't know if I want to use Deshaun Jackson against... Uh, the, Gi- uh, the Giants, who he's been killing for years, or Day-Day Westbrook, who's going to be playing from behind the whole game against Pittsburgh? Yeah, I think this is a fair question. D.D. Westbrook just saw double-digit targets last week, and I was just talking about O.J. Howard and how the target shares are all over the place because there's so many weapons. But I'm with you, man. Deshaun Jackson just knows how to get under the Giants' skin. He has performed well inside that stadium before. Um, I'm taking Deshaun Jackson. I know. Me too. I Deshaun Jackson with so much passion. I meant to ask you about I that. Are you pumped to watch D-Jax uh, no. back uh, against the Giants? Group? No. What's right. up, man? What's your next question? And then uh, running backs, man. I got McCafferty starting and Mac, but I don't know if maybe I should put in uh, Derrick Henry. No! 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm with Greg on this one. Come Definitely on, Eric! Uh, we know that Marlon Mack did not have a great week last week, but he's still the lead dog there. Uh, I will take Marlon Mack over Derrick Henry. Me and you are so opposites. We really are. That's why we attract? It makes us best friends, man. <laughs> Frenzy's up next. Chris Venture, Jim Day, Corey, the fantasy executive parson. Elliot Chris sits in for me tomorrow. Frank handles you, uh, gets you ready for week number 11. A fantastic week, everybody. Uh, Frank will be back tomorrow. Or so he hopes. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye.